our, our next witness is Sean Howe. Uh, so Sean, if you could uh, give us your name, uh, spell it out for us, and then you have to uh, do an oath for me. Yeah, Sean Howe, S-E-A-N-H-O-W-E. Uh, and do you uh, promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth during these proceedings? I do. Okay. Uh, uh, you live in Winnipeg or, or close to it, uh, am, am I correct? Yeah, just outside the city. Okay. And uh, I don't know that much turns on it, but let's call it a uh, Canadian uh, railroad. Uh, and you uh, have been employed for a number of years with a Canadian railroad, correct? Yes, uh, as a conductor first, now a locomotive engineer, going on uh, since 2011. And you have been an engineer running the engines for how long? Since 2015. Okay. Um, the um, mandates uh, developed over time uh, from our discussion, um, you um, they were talked about in September of 2021, then they were put off until October, and they finally came into effect November the 15th of 2021. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And what happened to your employment after that? Uh, I was placed on unpaid leave of absence with an undetermined end date and you understood that the the mandates were coming correct they kept on hinting at them um, and then kept pushing them back the first one was supposed to take place immediately after the federal election that year that year and were these a railway mandate in itself no it's a federally regulated mandate so any any business or employed federally person would have uh, fallen under the umbrella of these yeah. mandates. And railways fall under that requirement because they're federally regulated, correct? Correct. Okay. So um, you determined that you were not going to take the vaccine and, and so you were placed on indefinite leave. Okay. So what happened to your finances after that? Um, well, it's no secret that railroaders make a lot of money. Um, basically, it's up to how much you work, but I, I essentially went from $160,000 a year to almost a third of that, okay. just because I did find employment thereafter, but like I said, at a fraction. Okay. Uh, similarly to what uh, the police officer kind of went through. And at, at some point, those mandates were rescinded. I, uh, yeah, in June of 2022. Okay, and that left you on indefinite unpaid leave for how many months? Around eight months. Okay. So, um, how did you cope during that time? Well, um, fortunately, you know, I, I, I was not affected in a way that the previous two witnesses were. Um, okay. Coming up here and talking about economic losses kind of fall short compared to their stories. Um, but seeing in my, my wife's behaviors, how worried she became. Okay. 
Did you qualify for any kind of assistance? No, no, I never applied. I've, I've never applied for EI in my life. I uh, refused to do that. But through the um, channels by which I spoke to other people who were also put off work, uh, I had be, been made aware that they were being denied their employment insurance claims based because their record of employment showed that they were, in fact, dismissed with cause. But in, in, yeah, did you ever check your status? No, I did not. Okay. But in, in any event, they did rehire you at some point, correct? Yeah, I was graciously invited back to my job. Okay. And, but that took eight months uh, while you were on unpaid leave. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, uh, how, uh, what losses did you incur during <clears throat> that time? Uh, we estimated we lost probably around $80,000. That's eighty, as in eight zero, eighty thousand. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and we 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 have about forty thousand dollars in new debt. Okay. So, and are you still in the process of paying that off? Or? Yep. Okay. Um, how did you survive in the meantime while you were on eight months of unpaid leave? So, like I said, uh, a like-minded individual offered employment when he heard about my situation. Um, prior to the mandates in May of 21, we had sold our house and moved outside the city and uh, it was basically the equity from that sale that we subsided on, um, which we had obviously other plans for other than just to survive on it. Um, and then, you know, racked up the line of credit, credit cards, so on and so forth. My wife, she has her own small businesses that she's trying to get going on the side, so that has helped too. But yeah, it was, uh, it was looking like I was gonna have to go back out west after nearly 20 years of work and not working on the pipelines or the, the rigs. I was uh, in the midst of my physical aptitude testing for that. Mm -hmm. So 40 years old, I was gonna go back onto the, the drilling floor. That was the plan. Okay. Um. From our chats, um, you had mentioned that you had been an oil rig worker at one point, and you had also uh, done some construction work. So um, did you pick up some of that during the eight months? Yeah, that's that's primarily what I did. I, I, we worked on some small like apartment re renovations um, in an elderly complex, which I, I didn't have to mask up for, and nobody got sick as a result of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we chatted about this briefly. Were there similar um, mandates for all of the Canadian railroads? There aren't there aren't a huge number, but <clears throat> so it was a, it was a blanket mandate. But um, I, I was informed during our time off that exemptions were granted uh, to other railways. Uh, some in part and some uh, a total in full because for one of these railways to lose their unvaccinated employees, it would have meant that life-saving resources would not have gotten to the mostly fully vaccinated northern communities here in Manitoba. Okay. So there was an exception of some kind for those? After speaking with uh, one of the general managers, yes, that was what I was told. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 
I think uh, I'm going to turn it over to the commissioners in a minute, but is there anything else you want to add to the hardships that you uh, sustained in that period? Um, in terms of hardships, I mean, it's mostly economical, but as we all know, ec economies, economics, it has a impression upon people in, in, in a wider variety than just the money in your pocket. It, it does factor into mental health, into emotional health, and, uh, you know, it hasn't been easy, but it could have been worse. Okay, do the commissioners have any questions? Yeah, Mr. Massey. Well, thank you, Mr. Hoff, for your testimony. I was wondering, now that you're back on the work, what's the uh, work environment in terms of the relationship with your <coughs> colleagues or boss? For me, it's mostly been positive. There's, there's obviously some individuals who are not happy that uh, we are back. Uh, They've made it apparent through some literature or some, some words they've scribbled here and there. Um, but I've had more positive interactions from people coming up to me and, and saying that they, they admire what we did by taking our stand and that they wish they could have too. And you also mentioned that there was some exemption for, for some of the employees. Do you have any idea of what was the criteria to granted those exceptions? Uh, there was um, religious exemptions that in some cases were honored and some not. Um, somebody I, I know personally applied for an exemption based on his treaty status and his belief system through that, and this was granted. Um, it was not something that I was willing to consider personally because at that point in time I hadn't quite found my faith, so... In, in, in all good honesty, I couldn't have put that forward. And I, I had intentions of joining the Rocco Galati lawsuit, and that was uh, one of the things that you couldn't have done in order to be eligible. You couldn't apply for an exemption. Thank you. Okay. Good afternoon. Were there others that you knew of? Uh, in from the, your employer that also were, 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 were sent home without pay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's hundreds. There, correct me if I'm wrong, is there a glut of locomotive engineers in the railway industry? Is there a lot? Is there, are there, is there an, uh, an excess? Are there lots and lots and lots of locomotive engineers? There's, um, uh, there's quite a few people qualified. Mm -hmm. But working engineers, I, I want to say it's probably around three to 5,000 across Canada. But is that really what my question was? Is, are, there, are there too many locomotive engineers? And what I'm trying to say is mm -hmm. if, they, if they put you uh, out of work and sent you home without pay, did that affect the operation of the railway? Um, it didn't seem to be the case for us, but uh, for others, Perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, any other questions? No. Okay, thank you very much, Sean, and uh, we appreciate your, uh, your testimony. Thank you.